0: If you've ever been in a relationship with someone who is uh, pretty much a fucking narcissist, it's going to be the most confusing experience you'll ever have in your whole entire life. It's wrought with irony, opposites and always, never good. Just when you think you've come out of the nightmare and you think that this person's actually making change, you wake up in the middle of another one of their fucking episodes and it doesn't seem to be any relief in sight. It's absolutely soul-shattering to give your all to a narcissist and feel like you've finally made some progress in getting through to them only for them to smack you down with the most hateful saving episode yet (laughs) it's as though they truly hate you down to the core of your soul as if they can barely stand to be in the same room with you breathing the same air as you and they probably tell you this with how they treat you every day you know you probably heard them saying it over and over The irony is that just when things seem to be truly over and you've accepted in your heart and soul that this time you can move on, the narcissist changes back to being seemingly nice, perhaps even affectionate. It's so utterly confusing. Why do they do this? Are they a tortured soul who is so wounded that they just can't help it? Is there anything at all you can do to speak to the wonder of the little wounded inner self the narcissist appears to hide, buried deep within them? As a person who loves the narcissist, it's usually easier to believe that they have no control over these conflicting behaviors. We can identify with what we believe is their inner pain, but this is a story we tell ourselves, a story which keeps us enmeshed with them in a a tempestuous cycle of insane highs and lows that ultimately depletes us of our every being, you know, our, our soul. There is a reason they do this, but this is going to be hard for you to understand sometimes though we need the truth because it's the one thing that can finally set us free right? so here you go Uh, the sad truth about the narcissistic hatred the reason you found yourself the target of a narcissistic hatred is that they view love as a weakness and consequently it repulses them but at the same time it allows them to extract copious amounts of narcissistic supply this is why they seem to hate you but won't let you go The narcissist views you as a feeble underling, one which provides them with wonderful supply. So though, they couldn't care less about you as a person. They don't want to give up the fringe benefits that go along with engaging in a relationship with you. Although it's a tumultuous one, you know. They won't let you go because you are providing them with things they need to survive as a narcissist. These things may consist of money, housekeeping, taking over the responsibility of their adult obligations, cleaning up their many messes, staying with them a while while they carry on affairs, and providing them a convenient receptacle place for when they need to vent all their pent-up negative energies and rage onto someone, it's become you. Therefore, it does no good for you to show your vulnerability to the narcissist and further Why they seem to dislike you even more when you show your very human emotions. They want the benefits without all the damage control. They want you just to be quiet about it all and go back to the person you were before you discovered who they really were. This is why, when you try to make them see how they're hurting you, it's utterly pointless. In fact, it's during these moments you see into the true core of the narcissist's personality. And it's chilling, 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 chilling. Nonetheless, In your mind, you love them and have bonded with them, and so you try to humanize them. Believing they must think and feel the same way you do, but just have a hard time showing it. Nah, baby, you're wrong. This is not the case. They are nothing like you. No amount of unconditional love will change this fact. When we insist on believing the narcissist likes us, we are creating a story in our minds, writing the screenplay as we go along thinking that with enough love and compassion we will finally break through to the narcissist you're fucking crazy you will never they will never open up to you and it's important to accept this painful truth right now so you go about getting over the narcissist narcissists love to blame other people for their nasty behaviors in turn you may respond by being more supportive understanding kind or compromising in fact just as an effort to persuade the narcissist to halt their betrayals and their cruelties and all the mean shit they're doing to you along the way. Instead, what happens is, patterns of deception and denial are established. This may be to avoid the narcissistic hatred or to keep the peace. Proving to the narcissist you are not the crazy psycho they say you are, but underneath the surface, it's a budding system enabling them. A system the narcissist fabricates from the very beginning of meeting you. The truth about when things seem normal is vital to understand that when the narcissist is being nice, it's an integrated part of the abuse, a reward, if you will, for sweeping their last attack under the rug and going back to your agreeable self, the one who will smile at them when they carry on their very normal, deplorable behaviors as though everything is up, on the up and up and they're good people and you've just let them stick their fucking whatever down your asshole or your face or everything. Additionally, they understand that if they give you a glimpse of the person they pretend to be when you first met them, you will do everything in your power to keep that golden illusion alive. The illusion that things can be like they were before, baby girl or boy, all while you continue to be the target of their narcissistic hatred. This is how trauma bonds become stronger over time. Find yourself in a relationship with one for six or more years. You'll be like the legendary solitary traveler who believes they've found water in the desert only to find they've traveled deeper into the middle of nowhere with nothing around them to sustain life. And that's where you will go. Scary place to be. But, maybe we are survivors, right? So, just, uh... just sorry I just had to take a second because I was just realizing everything I said and put it into perspective but you know it's just just hopefully things are a little bit um, sad to understand and fucking believe but you know if you go along with marrying this fucking person you'll be likely to for real you know, just, you know what I'm talking about you just be that one out off of nowhere running in circles not understanding but you can start healing yourself during the relationship or in the relationship you know so that that comes with boundaries for yourself and then because if this relationship hasn't been going on for a long time then you also have some problems and you might be feeding into narcissism because you are also narcissistic so just Don't forget. You know, when there's a true problem in a relationship, like, where you actually think that you may have made a bad choice and you may have been with someone who doesn't care about you, then this is how your dates will go. You may have actually looked forward to when he would leave or she would leave. Because being alone is better than walking on an eggshell. You could breathe easier, knowing your every move wasn't being analyzed. You didn't have to give a reason why you made what you made for dinner or why you wanted or didn't want to watch a show. You didn't have to justify what you were wearing or why makeup felt good that day. You could talk to your friends and family freely. Your parenting decisions weren't undermined. Your housekeeping wasn't criticized. There was no one to argue with, and you could just relax for a little bit and recharge for the next battle when he came back home and that's gaslighting that's what gaslighting makes you feel like and I I, I've done it too when I'm in a bad level you know I've I've been the other side of this I'm not saying that I'm specifically with the narcissism this is horrid I'm saying like two people could be narcissists and be together or people could just have narcissistic tendencies when they're in their depressed state of mind it doesn't mean that they're always narcissistic it just means when this person is not happy in their life, period, they're going to be on their very worst terms and sometimes that creates narcissism right, someone who's not being mentally hygienic and it's someone who's a storm you know He's a storm, and storms devastate. But every time he hurts you, you hold your breath and bear the hurricane, repeating to yourself one more chance, one more breath, just one more, and you'll fix him. Until one day you can't hold your breath anymore, baby, and you're half a stormy evening, one tear-stained night, two minutes and five seconds away from breaking down. And you realize, You can't fix anyone until you fix yourself. So, this goes out to everyone, but specifically to my niece, Elena and Aria, and my nephew Ryder, for being my biggest believers and critics, right? Because I believe in magic and my nieces and nephews are so confused half the time what I mean. And what I mean, guys, if you listen here, if we believe there is no magic in life, then we'll never experience it. If we believe the miraculous is not real, then we'll never accept it when we see it. If we believe that we're limited in what we can do, accomplish and become then we always live within the confinements of our imagination however the opposite is also true if we believe in magic we'll experience it around every corner if we believe in the miraculous then we will train ourselves to see and be thankful for the little miracles that unfold each day if we believe that we are limitless, then we'll see anything we imagine as possible, babies. The beliefs that we hold on to influence our lives significantly. And that determines how our story unfolds. So no matter what, my loves, always believe. Speak what you want to see. Okay? Do everything with a joyful heart. Choose to lead with love. Take power over your thoughts. Read slowly. Start to see. The universe responds to your frequency. It doesn't recognize your personal desires, wants, or needs. It only understands the frequency in which you are vibrating at. For example... If you are vibrating in the frequency of fear, guilt, or shame, you are going to attract things of a similar vibration. If you are vibrating in the frequency of love, joy, and abundance, you are going to attract things that support that frequency. It's kind of like tuning into a radio station. You have to be tuning into the music you want to listen to, just like you have to be tuned into the energy you want to manifest into your life. Change your mindset. Change your life. Love you all. (sighs) You know, in life, I hope that you have the courage to do the work. It's tedious work. I hope you have the courage to sit down with your demons, to befriend them, to look them in the face, and to not feel fear. I hope you have the courage to stop picking, or numbing, or avoiding the wounds within, and I hope you choose to heal them instead. I hope you have the courage to understand yourself fundamentally, to open up the deepest, darkest parts of your mind, to unhinge your ribcage, revealing the gritty parts of your soul, to parts no one else claps for, and I hope you have the courage to clean them out. To forgive yourself for what you had to do to kill your sadness. To forgive yourself for the ways in which you didn't fight for the person you were becoming. I hope you have the courage to nurture your pain. To not disregard it or sweep it under the rug of distractions or convenience. I hope you have the courage to heal yourself even when it hurts. Please stop overthinking life. Like you have to have an answer to every feeling or situation. It's not how life works. We figure it all out by just living, by fucking up, by missing an opportunity, by seeking advice and not taking it. We learn what's important and what isn't. Sometimes we have no fucking idea what to do and it's scary, but it's okay. Always trust your gut and know that everything will work out exactly the way it is supposed to be. It always does. Relax. We were never in control anyway. Okay? So, just... Mm. It's absolutely okay if today you didn't wake up feeling strong and ready to do anything right away. It's okay if it takes a while to get in the rhythm of things. You're made to shine bright, but you don't have to shine brightly all the time. You are free to ease your way into the sunlight. You're free to take your time. The world will ask a lot of you, but this remains true. You do not have to perform and achieve all day long to shine like you were meant to. give a fuck but only about but only about things that truly matter okay (laughs) know your worth know what you deserve quit giving up your energy worrying about other people's intentions the way people behave the way they react and the way they treat you is a reflection of who they are not you if someone treats you like shit it's not up to you to change yourself to fit their fucking expectations. Reserve your fucks for those people that see you for the magic that you are. And then don't give a fuck. Right? Just remember that. Okay? No matter what. that. Doesn't It doesn't matter. A year ago you didn't know today and didn't know how you'd make it here. But you made it here. By the grace you made it here. So next year, be happy then again. Goodbye. Alright, so right now I'm sitting in a mess. Um, my house is a mess right now and I'm disorganized. So today we're going to explore why a mess can cause frustration, why a messy house can be normal, and the psychology at work behind the clutter, and then the difference between messy and dirty... And how to clean it up. So, let's start with why a messy house can cause frustration. While the term messy sounds really negative, you might be surprised to find that some people are okay with this organization. It doesn't bother them at all, right? And other people can't stand the clutter at all. And then there's some people from both camps that are more concerned about the message their home sends to visitors or outsiders than they are about the mess itself. And people are just okay with the mess. There are two ends to each spectrum, though. Some people don't mind a messy house, while others insist on a complete perfectious, perfectious, perfect, perfect, sorry. Perfect and complete order. I was trying to say, like, perfectious, but it's not a thing so again some people don't mind a messy house while others insist on perfection for those old enough to remember the show um, I don't know the odd couple I guess you'll know what I'm talking about if you happen to be the person who doesn't mind the mess you might still experience stress and frustration because the person that you live with isn't okay with your nastiness Um, and then there are those people who are just inherently neat You know, the one person that might hate a messy house. And while you might have the best intentions on keeping it orderly, the clutter starts to creep in. Inevitably, when things are out of place, you start to lose important items, documents, etc. Underneath piles of paperwork, other stuff. Basically, you can't find what you need when you need it. And that can be really fucking irritating. So what I've been thinking about, what I know, the message that a messy house sends to others around you is that no matter where you fall on the neatness spectrum, you may worry about the message that people are receiving from your home or what people think. A messy house may even stop you from having friends, believe me, or family come over because you're just embarrassed by the clutter, right? Like you just don't let anyone come because you can't stand that you have to let them come through one thing you have to remember is that there's two reasons your house can become messy. One, you're too busy to devote time to organize it. And two, you have too much stuff. All of us experience one or both situations almost daily. Our environments are physical and they are a physical representation of our lives. So they are the reality of our brain. That makes sense. Like Your reality is your environment. Your environment is a physical space where you live. And that there is a representation of your life. So when you're in chaos, so is your house, your workspace, your car. I mean, some people use organization as a way to gain back control over their lives. But there's a difference between messy and dirty. However, it's important to note that there's a difference between any kind of Messy and dirty, not just messy and dirty. Like some people's dirty definition is dirty, 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 and some people's messy definition is dirty, dirty, dirty. So, you know, you just have to get to my belief right here. This is my thing. If you let dirt and grime build up, especially in the kitchen and the bath areas, it can affect not only your physical health, but also the health of your family or child. Boom. Okay. The psychology of a messy home. Sometimes the root of the disorganization comes deeper than just being busy or having too much. In certain circumstances, the mess may result from issues where it's necessary to seek out professional help from a medical professional, okay? These issues can include things like depression, anxiety, hoarding, ADHD. You know, symptoms of this type of depression include low energy and motivation, you know, there's a quote from Weena Collins that says, if you can barely get out of bed, it's unlikely that you have the energy to clean your room. Boom. Then you leave food in there. Then you leave things around. You know, then you just wake up and go back to sleep. It's a sign of depression. And I have been through that. And there's another one, a hoarding disorder. People with hoarding disorders accumulate a lot of things over time. And in extreme cases, the volume of stuff takes over their home. According to the Mayo Clinic... Hoarding disorder is a persistent difficulty discarding and parting with the possessions because of a perceived need to save them. So as with other psychological conditions, hoarders need professional intervention to help them manage their situation. Okay, and another one, ADHD, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. People with ADHD have trouble cleaning a messy house. Okay, we don't even realize it, but decluttering takes a lot of focus, a ton a shit ton. Often you will find items in one area of your home that belong in another. As you go to put those away, it is so easy to get distracted by what's going on in another space before you realize that you have a bigger mess in both areas. That is me. Okay? Very bad. So you have to set priorities. Before cleaning up a messy house, it's a good idea to make a list of priorities. Like, ask yourself questions like, uh... What area of my home is causing me the biggest concern right now? What else is going on right now that may require my time and attention? And how much time do I want to spend each month, week, day decluttering? Now, believe me, it's not going to work that fucking easy. This is going to take you years, dude. Like, this is just a standard thing. But as you decide to start decluttering yourself, it's going to come from the beginning to the end. It's just, this is just the beginning. You got to figure out where to start because it's going to be the rest of your life. So And then you have to make it a priority to clean the room that's causing you the biggest problem first. Sometimes this little success, this little tiny thing, will then give you the keys to open up everything. Because in the one room that's causing you the most pain, you will find everything you've been looking for for the last month. And then your motivation to finish cleaning will just zoom rocket in. It's also important to look at what else is going on in your life when you set your organization goals up. You know, if you have a big project happening, like someone's birthday party or a family event, don't try and start cleaning now. That's the wrong time. Stay living in the mess, continue being messy. And then once you've finished, you know, that doesn't mean like, I mean, you recognize that you're in a mess right now and you stop causing the mess and continue to clean from here, but do not start trying to organize right then. If you have a party ahead of you, if you have Christmas coming up or something big, you know, just wait till after and then start. Because you're going to be cleaning this house on your own terms. Now that you've set your priorities, you can create a schedule outlining what you want to organize each day. And then, you know, there's 10 tasks that you'll try to do daily to keep the clutter under control. And aside from that, you know, there's usually a list of three must-do items for each Session. you know on a weekday evening I might pick something small like a drawer or a box of stuff to organize but I never go bigger than that because I'll, I'll just cause a humongous fucking mess and then on the weekend when I have more time I can try something bigger like a whole a living closet or a whole bathroom or something you know but for me I'll, I'll get distracted that way even. and once I've been able to complete those tasks then I can move on to do other things in my life And if I still have time left that I can devote to organizing, I pick something that I can finish in that time that I have available after I plan my week. You know, by being consistent with something, just anything, pick one thing to be consistent with, then you'll start making progress. You know, you can quickly clean a messy house. Now, slow and steady might win the race. But there are times when you need your house to be clean and you need it done fast like when your in-laws are stopping by within an hour. On these occasions, you can spend mm, maybe two hours speed cleaning, but know that you will still have work to do when everybody leaves. You know, set a timer. Set a timer. You're allowing yourself a fixed amount of time to declutter a particular area in one room. During this time, only work on the space that you have assigned yourself and work to finish it before the timer ends. You know, this can help anyone with ADHD or anyone in particular stay focused and achieve what they need to do to be good enough before you move on to the next space, okay? Always, always, always bring a basket with you into every room that you're in. I sometimes, sometimes have to, I have to have like six or seven baskets, but this is to to go to quickly declutter a situation, right? You need to put up dirty clothes in one area, grab an empty laundry basket, fill it with whatever doesn't belong in that space and declutter, This technique is great for cleaning off the kitchen counters. I can tuck the laundry basket away until I have some dedicated time for putting away the items inside. Then I just carry the basket around the house, putting things away until the basket's empty. Right? It's just quick. The important thing here is that you don't forget to make enough time to deal with the items in the basket or you'll be fucked. And then vacuum. A quick vacuum and dusting of everything can make your home neat and tidy and give it a really fresh feel. You know, if you're expecting company, grab a vacuum cleaner. This one step does so much for you. And uh, I've been using right now the shark animals, something I don't know, but I love it. No hair, cut, works all the time. It's just a great vacuum. You know, then you have to come to terms. Is a messy house bad? You know, while you may feel embarrassed because your house is a mess, the true message that it sends is that you are busy. And probably have more stuff than you have space for. If the mess is caused by or results in psychological symptoms, you should consult with a medical professional. It's the only way to go. You know, because I can't really function without my meds. But under normal circumstances, the first step towards a solution is to be dedicating time in your daily schedule to figure out what the mess is. You know? So good luck with that. And that's mostly all we got.